0: It's Coffee Club Club time. Club time! the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekerd, Tim Onney, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips now ladies and gentlemen bill sparks
2: well good morning i better get myself engaged and awake here how is everyone this morning i hope you're doing well and welcome to the coffee club i went to the dentist last week and i think my they put a filling in and he said there's a chance that maybe things won't work and I've got a feeling that things are not working. I keep getting these periodic pains shoot through my mouth and I don't know what that's caused from or what what what's going on there, but may have to address that issue. But not today, another day, another time. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm good. You very
3: good.
2: Got things going downstairs there? You out in your office in the downstairs i
3: am i'm in the office I figured that was the best place to
2: be well there you are you got anything going on
3: not so far it's been pretty quiet
2: very very good well let's shoot up to albany new york and see what jeff's up to
4: that's going to be a quiet day today i think at this point uh no rain no snow at least not today we had freezing rain and uh, some snow yesterday, but nothing really to speak of. Um, but, uh, hey, it's going to warm up, and then it's going to get cold again. I think that's what's going to be the pattern this this fall and into the winter. So uh, as long as you don't have too much ice, that's all I care about. I really don't want to slip around. So, I but things are good here in Albany, New York.
2: I do have to slip out today before I go to the Lions Club and pick up our turkey for Thanksgiving. We've been going to Jenny's parents, but we pick up a turkey at... Popeyes, It's a Cajun turkey. It's fried. I guess it's fried. And it's not too bad. So we'll be, I'll be doing that a little bit later today, I think. Um, let's see. Tim in Minnesota.
5: Good morning. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner and all that stuff. It's only uh, a week and a day away. Wow. <laughs> anyway, here. Uh, nice we're supposed to get up eight, which is way above normal. Our normal is 38, I believe today. So that'll be nice. And uh, things are going well.
2: Very good. Uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see. Dave and Chris.
5: Well,
1: we're doing good. I can reach out and touch our turkey. It's here in the refrigerator beside me. We got it yesterday.
5: Oh.
6: Big one.
2: Are you unthawing it? Or are you? Yeah,
4: yeah we're unthawing it. it. I'm just curious, though, Chris. Uh, uh, my ex-wife, I'm always. she invited me for Thanksgiving, and then I'm going to see my sister the next day. And she said she bought the turkey. <laughs> it was on sale for 99 cents a pound. Is that a good price? Because I don't really price turkeys myself
1: very good price that's what i paid for ours
4: ah very good it's a 21 pound
1: butterball
2: now this one you're going to put in the turkey fryer right? right
1: right and that's why i give it an extra day or two to thaw because it won't hurt it um but it needs to be completely completely thawed through and through and through
2: so um you know sounds pretty good um some people say you have to go outside with your turkey. Turkey.
1: Well, you do with some.
0: With some, they, uh, of the, some of the fryers. Ours is electric, so uh,
5: you can use it inside.
2: And some people say they inject their turkey while they're doing it. I don't know.
1: I inject it before we put it in the fryer, but a couple of times I've forgotten, and it doesn't. I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference but I usually inject it with chicken broth.
4: And there. your fryer is an indoor fryer, correct? The one that you guys use? Or is it outdoor? It's indoor. Okay. There's, so in there's, fact,
1: we've used it in the kitchen before but normally for Thanksgiving we fry the turkey in the garage.
2: There's a uh, place that uh, does that. Uh, they're doing a hardware store here. Sullivan's Hardware is doing a turkey class they're having all kind of turkey fryers there and they've got something called the big egg or some type of grills and they're just doing all kinds of things to show people how to 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 do their turkeys but
1: there's actually a turkey air fryer out there but we've never i've never seen one
2: so they they're just all kinds of things that you can do want to say good morning to some of the people that are here in the room. Gail, we've talked to off and on. And we want to say good morning to Sean in Austin, Bill in Chicago. Um, Let's see. uh, And Marianne Marianne.
4: is out out in Boulder, Colorado.
2: Good morning. Um, So if anybody has any questions, uh, the only thing is once we start on a topic, You know, we're getting ready to talk about the real ID. Then as long as we're talking about the real ID, let's try to stay on that topic. Then when we go free form, have at it, you know. So uh, does anybody else have anything before we start examining around um, and talk? Why am I surprised?
4: I'll get him. Okay. I, I kind of figured we'd hear from Bill.
7: Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say, Chris and Dave, my son-in-law, <laughs> he smokes his turkeys also. In fact, he's, he's frying one, he's smoking one this year. Yeah, we haven't
0: tried got, that yet.
7: Yeah, but it, it takes a while. You gotta, I think it takes him almost two or three days to smoke it, because you do yeah, it but, real slow, you know. Yeah, it probably would. Be. And you got to really watch it, because you almost got to be there to... Take care of it, but I mean, he's—it's it's really good too. Smoked turkey's good,
4: it's a different yeah. taste. What does fried turkey taste like, Dave? I've never had it fried, so can you give just give me an idea of what it tastes like? Um, it just basically—it
0: tastes like
1: turkey. uh I mean, I don't mean—I mean seriously, that is what it tastes like. It's not greasy or anything. The skin gets crisper though than it yes. does when you bake it, yes, right? It does. Oh yeah, right. Uh And the spices
3: get into it because the outside gets crisp, but the inside's real moist.
4: It does. It stays very moist. Yeah,
1: you can put Cajun spice, or we just use salt and pepper. We we like it
4: very good. We have, uh, I believe, we have Sean here from Austin has his hand up. Go ahead, Sean.
8: All right. Well, I was going to say yeah. It does taste very. it's, It's the skin is very crispy on a fried turkey. That is definitely what that is. And you can use your electric fryer in the kitchen, but it's best to do it like a garage, even still just do it outside because of all the, you know, or in the garage or in a shed or something like that because we we fry a turkey and then we do one in the oven. We have one of each, but it's a, the oil fryer, the one that you still got to use either outside or in the garage. But it, it's a very moist turkey. I mean, it's not a lot of difference. Just crispier skin. And yes, yeah, smoked turkey does take forever. It's a pain to do, but it is very good.
1: The only Doesn't thing tastes like ham to you? I think it does. The smoked only thing we had does, to do yes. when we fried it in the kitchen was we had to make sure that our curtain wasn't in the way. <laughs>
8: yeah, don't have don't have anything in the way. But it's just better. Like you're doing it in the garage, it's still it's still I think safer. Uh, to me, I'm still skeptical. You know, with it being done in the kitchen, because if you have something a curtain in the way or, a, or a towel or anything, yeah, it'll.
4: No, you just have to <laughs> be careful. I'll well, I'll tell you, diet, I don't care if it's fried, or how it's cooked. Make sure you save a drumstick for me. That's my favorite part of the turkey. <laughs> and ma- oh, and you oh.
8: make sure it's unthought all the way because you want to get because some of the best meat in the turkey is up there near the neck. You know, and you get that stuff for the giblet gravy. Yeah, you, know, you make the giblets, the gravy, and stuff
4: for it, put the turkey. Oh, pretty yeah. next stuff in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave, Dave, am I going to have to fight over the drumstick with you? Is that is that what I might. understand? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured, figured that much.
2: But you know, I, I'll say this before we get to our topic. I don't really like some of this turkey that... I get some for Jackie Miller because she likes it. But I don't like the way that turkey tastes. It almost tastes like it's processed or it's yuck. It doesn't it doesn't taste like the turkey on Thanksgiving, not even
4: close. Are you talking about the turkey breast, like the stuff you buy at the deli?
2: Yeah, well, some of it yeah. at the deli is better than others, but some of that, the cheap stuff, like you can get it's, it for free. It's because all
4: pre-processed and it's a lot of preservatives and a lot of garbage in it. That's, oh, that's really why. Man,
2: I just, I don't want to be a snob, and I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it if I was real, real hungry, but it just doesn't taste as well. Does anybody else think that way, or is it just me?
3: No, I don't like the lunch meat turkey. It's real salty, and it doesn't really taste like turkey to me.
2: It doesn't? not like
3: if you get a good breasts from the deli like you can get
2: sometimes. You know, I'm either showing my age here, but it seemed like lunch meat doesn't taste as good as it used to. Bologna, for example. It seems to me it doesn't. Maybe you can get some at the better stores. The Publix deli down in uh, Naples seems to have pretty good lunch meat, and there's maybe one around here. I call it the news store where they cut this stuff fresh. Um, and I don't know well, it about. It always
3: tastes better if you get it fresh
0: than
2: if you get. I it don't too know ahead. about Martin's uh, where you guys are at. Do they do fresh lunch meat? Chris,
0: they do here.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they do, and um, Sam's has a good four
4: pepper turkey. Yeah. So we have the hand raised from Bill, and Bill.
2: Yeah. Okay, we'll go ahead, Bill.
4: Uh, go ahead, Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the lunch meat today
7: they process it different, but I back you guys were real young; they we were born, but back in the forties. Uh, my uncle worked for Eckridge. And of course, Eckridge only sold in Michigan and northern Indiana at that time. That's where they went nationwide. But the way they used to make their bologna and their sausages and stuff, they they put it in big rooms with a hole in the middle of the floor that went into the processor. And they'd take the guys would be dressed in all white, clean boots, and, and scoop shovels and shovel the meat into the pit to go into the processor and put it in the casing. There.
2: I don't know, but
4: it just doesn't... I don't know, that doesn't sound appetizing to me, Bill, but... Not, well, not that, the... That's the way it was done back then. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
2: well, some things probably <laughs> need to be left back then, but... Well,
7: you're, you're right, though, it doesn't taste the same. I mean, even, I know, or none of, none of that stuff tastes the same. only thing i found that comes close to the old time, uh, and, of course, Bill's going to say why you mentioned that, I go to a place called Yoder's Sausage and Cheese store in Schipchoana,
4: and they make all their own stuff fresh.
2: Well, now, that and, would be I mean, good.
7: That would
4: that, be good. That's really good. You know, my daughter likes, and I buy it for her occasionally, I, it's called to Bar Bologna, and it really isn't that bad. I think that's it's pretty good. I, You know, they cut it right, they give it to me fresh in the deli, I, I want a pound of bologna, and they... they, they, they do it for me and well i used to get
2: stuff like pickle loaf and olive loaf and it would taste like it was but either my taste has changed or it just doesn't taste as good or to my way of thinking when we go sometimes to get a hamburger some places have that good fried hamburger taste and some not so good
7: oh i'll Uh, tell you where i'll tell you where i get good hamburgers bill and it's not it's not cheap, but you ever hear of Omaha Steak?
2: Yes, I have.
7: Okay, well, if you ever get a chance and you want to try it sometime, and you get one of their flyers and get it pretty reasonable, get one of the. They got the best hamburgers you would ever want. You would, I mean, I don't even buy hamburgers anymore. I I I strictly buy Omaha and I fix my own because I mean it's like between day and night. I don't care where you go get a hamburger; it, it doesn't taste.
2: Now, do you easy, fry hamburgers. them or do you? Um,
7: I put I put them on the foreman grill. On I the just ball and slap them on the grill. It takes about two minutes, and bang, you got a. Then you can put all your stuff on it, or your onion, or pickle, or tomato, or whatever you want to put on it, and and of course the best the best bun is a bir- a brioche bir- bun. That's the best one, but otherwise, uh, but you can use any bun, but it's really, they're really good.
2: Very, very, very good. Well, this next topic, Bill, is going to interest you because you talked to me about it. How many people have thought about their state ID cards or why we need to get a new ID? Um... As you well know or I didn't know this I knew this was coming and I got my special ID in Florida they insisted on it so my new Florida ID has a I, I guess you would call it a dot Chris was is that what you'd call it a a star yeah.
4: it, Some it kind of a seal. I, yeah. I don't know. I
1: haven't seen one, but, but it's some kind of mark, and I don't know. What
4: yeah, it's, it's a special mark bill, and that's why you have to have it. If you well, I'll let you talk about it because if you don't have it, you're in trouble.
2: Well,
1: I
4: thought it was a gold star.
2: It, it's it's home. something similar, but the the point is that all fifty states have now combined, and by October of twenty twenty. If you want to fly in this country, if you want to board an airline or boat or or to get into most federal bills, you're going to have to have this new extra ID or not an extra, an enhanced ID. Now, Chris, you, um, went online and this has changed since i was at social security so that's why i always advise people yes i worked at social security for 30 years but it doesn't mean i know everything or things don't change you were able to go online and actually apply and get a replacement social security card well it's on the way and before that would have never been possible
1: that's true but i think if i had had to change even one piece of information i wouldn't have been able to do it and not everybody can i tried to get dave a replacement card and we couldn't get it no matter what we did we couldn't get it and we called the local office and they said that they had heard a number of people having problems getting them and they don't know why it's some kind of Glitch in the system, but they don't know what's wrong. So we had to go yesterday to get his, but it was a very seamless, easy experience.
4: What information did you have to provide them when you went down there? Did you have to show them his birth certificate and all that stuff? Yeah,
0: you know, all they all I I had to show my um uh, photo ID. And I handed it to the guy, and he asked me, you know, with Social Security, you know, you have these security questions, and you answered those security questions. And he handed me my card back, my ID card back, and said, you'll have your card in about a week.
1: Now, I ha- in order to get mine online, and Dave had one too, it just didn't work this time, but you have to have a My Social Security account. So you have to go in and set that up before you can do anything like that.
2: And it's good, too, if you want to do a direct deposit or change of address. So there, there's good reasons for having one of those accounts. And if you can negotiate the computer, the website is fairly accessible. I don't think that's an issue with Social Security so much. But you can do that or you can request a 1099 or a benefit verification So if you're able to do it at all, then it's important that you you do this.
0: There is, I I wanted to bring this up real quick. Um, There is a recording. When when you go into the Social Security, when you you call Social Security, there has been a scam. And and we've gotten it here where they'll say your Social Security has been suspended because of... uh, illegal activity and all this kind of stuff. So they have a recording on there to tell you that, you know, that there is a, you know, and they tell you where to call and stuff like that. Right,
2: right. So it it is important. So all of the 50 states have signed on to this, have signed on to this and, um, Go ahead, Bill. In Chicago,
4: yeah, he's raised uh, he's raised his hand. But you want to finish your thought first, Bill?
2: Uh, no, he can. He can go.
4: Okay, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, uh,
7: Dave was talking about that uh, phone call I got about your Social Security. And people got to remember, Social Security, IRS, and most government offices will not call you. You have to call them because I mean they never, they never, they'll never call you. They may send you a letter, but they'll never call you on the phone to say your Social Security number has gone bad. Or the IRS will call you and say you owe X number of dollar taxes. They only do it by letter or call you into the office. They'll send you a letter to report to the office. I had to there's... call. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Bill. That That's that, that's a scam. I mean, because I've, I, like Bill said, he worked for Social Security, and I know guys that worked for Social Security now, and... They said that they've had a lot of problems with that were people call in and say, "I got this call that my card is no longer thing." And sometimes on the recording, they'll give you a phone number to call, and that's a phony phone number. That's not that's not the Social Security or IRS. It's a it's a uh, call that. And another tip a person gave me about those solicitor calls: if they call you and say, "Is this David Reeker?" and don't ever say yes because they've got you because what they'll do some of those solicitors from those foreign countries they'll take the word yes and apply it to what you wanted what they wanted you to do so you yeah. never say yes you just say who are you looking for or just do some other thing you know don't ever say yes to any of those
4: questions it like hey, is another scam bill i just just getting because i had the same i had a call saying Hi, this is so and so and we're we're in a hearing and you're involved in a hearing because of illegal activity. Is this you Jeff Bennett? And it said if you say yes, don't ever do that. I just hang up on that kind of a call. So oh, that's yeah, all just I hang up
7: right right because because they edit the word yes out so maybe they're trying to get money out of your account. And they said you said yes according to them. It's okay now to take money out of your bank account.
4: Yep. Okay, Bill, we have one more hand. Okay. From Gail Let's out get that,
2: Minnesota. and then we're, we're going to go on with how to get this card. Go
4: ahead, Gail.
9: We had something here called um, uh, coffee with a cop. I was yesterday, and the policeman basically said the, the same thing. Social Security, IRS, they won't call you. If they do anything, they send letters. A lot of these people, or some of these people are very, very angry, and they don't get it, and they get real panicky about the whole thing and the cop just reassured, you know, and if you have questions, just talk to your police department or call social security because they won't call you. You call them if anything, if anything with the IRS. He said, beware of these things. Ask people stay on top of it as much as possible.
2: Very, very true. And also if you have somebody that visits you from the social security office, You can immediately call the office and they can verify that this person has been sent to your home. But they will usually send you a notice in plenty of time anyway. So they're not going to just show up unannounced. There will be something of that nature. Okay, let's get back to the state ID for just a second, the real ID. Uh, One of the things it says here. I can get back Okay, how to get a real ID? Now, the first thing it says here is you must a. You need to visit your state um, driver's license um, office because every state may require additional information because every state, even though we're all they're all compliant with this real ID. Prices, of course, cost because in the last one we got in Indiana, of course, that wasn't the real ID. They were free. When I went to Florida this last year, when I changed my residence to Florida, it was $35 to get one. But Dave and Chris are at $61 apiece. So you you need to be aware that you need to go through your motor vehicles office to to get this done now it also goes on to say here let's see you you, let's see here you need something that shows your full legal name um your date of birth social security number am i missing anything
4: well, did you have to bring a birth certificate with you when you went
2: down there, Bill? Proof
4: of residency. Proof
2: of residency. You have to do two proofs showing that maybe you have mail, you have something at this address, and that's important. Uh, and you have to do that.
3: Does it have uh, to be like you've bill, you, know right, Bell, do, you can, can, can it be any mail that's been
1: addressed?
2: Right, right.
1: We were told that it could be any recent fairly recent mail she said sometime within the past year preferably the last 6 months
2: right and the other thing that you need to do is prove that you are uh, you know a, a lawful resident uh Jeff uh take the other number first
4: I will Go ahead Sean Okay well
8: I have the real ID I got it in the mail. As a matter of fact, last week in Texas, it's only twenty five dollars. What they're telling you in the state of Texas, take you know if you have it, they prefer if you have your birth certificate and a social security card, but they will take a uh, you know another proof of mail, like you know, set anything that you got. But they, those are the two. Now I took my social security card and my birth certificate, but they did not ask for that because I also had. My other ID, which I had updated in 2017, which it was only a ten dollars, so it technically doesn't expire until 2021. But since we have to have this by October 2020, I went ahead and got it done. And they just looked at my they looked at my state ID card, which had an eight, eight digit number on it, and it uh, you know They said, "Okay, we have your information in here. We don't need your other two documents. So take it with you." But also, if you still have your current state ID before you switch it over, it's a good thing to take it just to be safe because, you know, they might, you know, then then you may, you know, and it took me, oh, about 25 minutes because the line wasn't really that long at the branch that I went to. So, but, and I had it, like I said it was about, oh, less than two weeks. It, it does, it has a little a little dot up in the corner that's exactly what it is that makes it universal so like here in texas we have an eight digit state id that goes away and now it's under your social security number and the little dot and it works like you said getting on cruise ships federal buildings can you feel the, of
4: the card it, sean
8: can you feel it uh, i can't really know Now you can't really feel it. it's a it's a visual dot
4: okay it's like a visual thing
1: it's sixty one dollars here
4: and in, in, in albany yeah, it, new york in New York State, it's the same kind of thing, to Chris. Except if you've never had a state ID before. Now, I don't know how how do I get how do I go to convert mine to the new one here at all, but they haven't done it yet. But they use a point system, and they and like your Social Security is worth so many points, your birth certificate is worth so many points, and you have to have so many points until the and, and until you get to those um, a specific number of points, that's when they give you the new ID. So that's that even use in the, the, even well, in the, the state it, of Texas, even in the state of
8: Texas, when you to get your state ID, your original state ID, you still had to, the first time you got it, you had to have those two proofs of who you were, your residence, and all that, all that good stuff. And it used to be five dollars; it went up to ten. But like now, the real ID for if, for those, if we have any sighted people that are listening for driving, I think theirs in the state of Texas is thirty five. And then, like I said, it varies state to state because each state has their own. That they tack on and so. stuff. Right. Well, even
3: though I had the correct ID, I know Indiana, they wanted a copy of my marriage license too, even though my married name is on my previous ID.
2: Okay, and they,
1: that is, they told me I would have to bring that as well.
2: Right. If you've been married multiple times, then you also have to provide, in some states, all of your marriage certificates. And divorce decrees, <laughs> so that that can be a real a real challenge. Okay, do we have Bill waiting? We have Bill
4: Thanks. again. Let me unmute him. Go ahead, Bill.
2: Go ahead, Bill. I'm
7: sorry. Go ahead, Bill.
4: Well, the marriage li- You
7: mentioned the marriage licenses, and I was going to mention that. But here in Illinois, uh, you have to take a birth certificate a social security card, a proof of residence, which only they classify proof of residence is a property tax bill, a phone bill, a utility bill. You need two of those. And they won't take any other kind of mail. And I think it's like thirty five dollars here in the state of Illinois to get it. Right. But the only thing is, remember now when I don't know if they did this you bill because I don't know if you do or not. But if, you have, if you're blind and you wear sunglasses or glasses or even wear glasses, you, you have to take your glasses off now to have your picture taken. They will not take the picture with your glasses because the security at the airport now does face recognition. So if you wear sunglasses or you wear glasses, when you get to the security line at the airport, you will have to remove your glasses and then put them back on. All right.
2: All right, let's get to... Let's get Marianne. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see who's... Is it Marianne next? It
4: is Marianne. Okay.
10: Go ahead. Good morning. You guys got me? Yes.
4: Yeah, we got you. Go ahead.
10: Perfect. Um, I was wondering, I I know you guys have mentioned all the other forms of identification, but how much does a passport count in all of this?
2: A Passport counts a lot. Okay, if you do not have a real ID, you can use a passport in order to be able to to travel um, in order to to go through a security line at the airport where if you don't have a pa- I mean, if you don't have a real ID card and you don't have a passport, you can't go anyplace. But if you have a passport, you can do that as to
10: so so this new id is not really it's not replacing a passport no it's
2: not we're going to get to that in a second but it does not no no it does not replace a passport i'm reading the line i I still have
10: one of those but i but i also know i need to update my state id so i guess this would be the year to be doing that right one instead
2: right you um have until october of 2020 and i mean it i'm reading here right on the line from the government website and it's a real id cards cannot be used for border crossings into canada and or mexico nor can they be used on sea cruises so okay
10: that's, this, I, I kind of wondered I know I've got a cruise next November coming up, and they um, they were very kind of specific about the only document you can use to get on is a passport.
2: That's a g- make sure exactly you bring your birth right. certificate.
4: If you, if, I've heard of cruise ships asking for a birth certificate as well, uh, mary and I'm not saying that you have to, but please check with your cruise line whether it's Carnival or World. Oh, I R- do. <laughs> All right,
2: Royal and I tell and you this. exactly what to do. But we wanted to clear up one myth, and that is that you cannot use these real ID cards. And the other thing I want to point out about real ID cards is the one I got in Florida may look different, the marking, than the one I get in Indiana or West Virginia or wherever, Colorado or New York or whatever the case may be, South Carolina. But they when they, when they ahead, put these together, they um design these such so the states could have their individuality but it's all marked in a database so they know exactly um what you're going to do, do with if anybody does want to they've joined the meeting i know we've had a few new people if you do and you're on a pc do an alt y or to raise your hand i'm stealing sean's thunder here i think in a star nine if you're on the telephone to raise your hand if you want to, if you have a question. Uh, I think we got Bill again.
4: Yeah, Bill. I'll get him. Go ahead, Bill.
7: Yeah. One other thing, Bill. The the, the uh, real ID will not let you cross the border, and you can't use it on a ship like you say. But you need a passport. We need a passport now to go into Canada, anyways. Even today. But the thing is, if you do not want to go and get the real ID card, if you never fly, you won't need it. Yes, you will. He'll need it to vote, even because they said oh, you'll after. Okay, oh, well, I didn't. Yeah. They didn't say that.
3: You also need it to get into federal buildings, right? If you don't ever,
4: if you don't go into those places, you don't have to worry about it. But you'll it
3: need move. it
4: to vote, so if not, you want not to vote, vote. that 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 depends on the state, Jennifer. New York State yeah, don't the, need that really.
7: Yeah, we never said anything here about voting for voting. Ooh.
4: It, yeah, it, yes, it depends. Know, it made, because yeah, they're saying it's unconstitutional to force you to have an ID to vote. I mean, that's what that's what they're saying in New York State. So there's a big fight about that. So uh, right, that's right, an issue right. that that's going to be probably going to the courts in the next few years.
7: But if, but if you're only traveling by train or bus or by car, you don't need to worry about a state ID. But only if you're going to fly domestically. However, no, that, that that real ID card only applies to flying domestically. It does not apply to fly to go to Europe. You can't fly to Puerto Rico, or maybe Puerto Rico, because that's a a territory. Well,
3: it doesn't apply to places that you need a passport to fly.
2: But But the other thing is, Bill, at some point, it's probably a good idea to get one, because you're going to have to visit, probably at some point in your life, you may have to visit a federal building, because you may receive federal benefits, and... It may be a good idea to have one. I'm not telling people that, that you know you just probably need one at some point in your life,
3: so are they permanent, or do you have to get them renewed every few years like you do a regular state i d
2: um according to what I'm seeing on here, they are not permanent. You have to update those. I forgot to look at my Florida. ID to see when my next one was, but I thought it was several years. Chris, do you know anything about that in Pennsylvania?
1: I do not. Um, I think it's not permanent. Every five
4: years in New York State. Your
1: well, your residency might change. You know, that's the thing.
4: Hey, Sean, uh, had, I think Sean may be able to answer the question at least from his perspective. Go ahead, go ahead, Sean.
8: All right, in, it's the same as your state ID renewal. Like here, it's every six years, so mine mine'll be good until 2025. So that is that is how that works. And and on the and real quick on the passport thing, it's not to get on a cruise ship. It's if you're getting off at a place that's not a U.S. territory, they won't let you off if you don't. A lot of Delta, they tell you so they they make you show your passport to get on the cruise ship because they're like well you're not getting like let's say you're taking the cruise to the Bahamas and the uh, oh Cozumel and all those places you can't get off there but you can get off in Puerto Rico because it's a U.S. territory or something like that but that's at home but no it's your state ID and real ID if you're four years five years because it used to be four years in Texas now six years like I said might expires in.
4: October of 2025, I believe
1: it is. Sure, hope the price drops here in Pennsylvania. That's kind of expensive. Yeah,
4: yeah and it, and the price is not is relative to the state. In other words, each state has a different price. So, you know, that, that's all I can tell you.
2: Do we have another hand raised?
4: I see Bill's hand again, so I'll, and, I'll, uh, I'll
2: do. We have anybody else besides Bill? I
4: no one else besides Bill. Go ahead, Bill.
7: No, it's okay, Sean. I couldn't. I couldn't drop my hand. Sean answered the question. Okay. about the, the, the way the passport thing works on the ship. So Very good.
2: But it's, it's, you know, like I said, I don't suppose it's mandatory you do anything, but it makes it a lot more convenient if you can, if you need to go. I remember many, many years ago, my children were very small, and they decided or one of the guys there in the on the one of the coaches or one of the parents on the little league team said i hate social security i'm never going to use it i don't believe in it blah 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 well three days later his wife had a major stroke and she was in rehab for months and they needed every bit of ounce of help they could get and then some so you just never know when you're going to need some type of intervention or help and jeff i do see another
1: bill you you do need it for amtrak though
2: yeah
4: i'm not am i see, are you seeing another hand bill chris I, I don't see it right now maybe it's my screen so
2: there was a 559, five, maybe? No, 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 he just no, joined. They, That's, they, they joined, just joined the
4: meeting
2: Okay, okay, I'm sorry.
4: It's Joe in uh, in, uh, in uh, Albuquerque. Okay.
2: So, it, it's important that you try, you know, and we just bring these as a point of information.
4: And if I were you and I was totally blind or visually impaired and had to go to DMV, try to get there as early as possible when there's not a lot of people, because I'm not sure if you're how easy it is to get help in these places. I mean, in Albany, it gets really crowded. So so I always go to the one up in Clifton Park in the suburbs where it's a lot less crowded. So, you know, don't, don't be hesitant to ask for assistance. They will give you assistance if you need it.
2: Oh, I, I went know. in totally by myself. Went in, went through the line, and did everything there in, in Naples, and I didn't have any real problem. It was a little crowded. I had to wait in line like everybody else, you know, but... It wasn't a earth-shaking or big, 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 big deal, but I did it, and, you know, you just do what you got to do, and, you know, but that's important. But we just bring this as a point of information in that you really do need to be prepared if, um, but in Indiana, you do have to show an ID to vote. I think we got Gail maybe this time with the
4: raised hand. I got her. Go ahead, Gail. Um, Do you need when
9: you go into places like the federal buildings? Do you need both IDs? One that I already have and this real ID, or does one cancel out the other, or how does that? Well,
2: the real ID is going to supersede your old ID. Okay. Once once that's established, you won't need to take around two cards. I was just kind of
9: curious about yeah. that. Just, one of the I things that the... Anyway.
2: And one of the things that the real ID does is you've had people applying for IDs in Florida, Indiana, Kentucky, because of these the, the, the new way that they're doing it. Supposedly, that's going to stop this from happening. So I can't now go down to my... Local branch here in Indiana because I'm at home, and go um, get a new ID because that will already show up that I've got an ID issued from Florida.
9: Thanks.
2: So the the new one will supersede your old one. So you won't and need the, to the carry next The next thing I'll do is
4: put an RFID chip in our heads so that we'll all be identified. Mm-hmm. maybe i I shouldn't go there
2: i thought it was already in 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 yours already jeff
4: it probably is i'm sure it is but i if anyone listens to art bell when he was doing coast to coast when he was alive they talked about that and there were people who were really afraid of that whole thing but but you know we 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 microchip our animals like dogs and cats and stuff i i believe we'll we'll get to the day when we microchip humans as well so either our hand or our head or whatever but there'll definitely be a microchip on all of us eventually
2: uh, um, this is not giving a it time it's up to the state as to how long these cards are going to be valid for so each state will make their own decision on that so each state will make their own determination on that. that and that's why they urge you to do that And we have Bill back again.
4: Bill's back again. One more time. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, one thing they
7: haven't mentioned. I don't know if anybody has any friends that are here on a green card. They can get the real ID. If you're here on a visitor's pass and you even have a special driver's license to drive while you're here, you cannot get a real ID card.
2: Well, I, I... Saw some of that stuff there. I elected to avoid the 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 subjects so of admit, non-citizens. Some people, or,
7: some, may, some people may have a friend or something they know. Right, and i you
2: know, like I avoided getting into that on this particular topic because a lot of it was a very gray area. And if I wasn't certain of something, I was saying, you know, I just I just avoided it. Um,
1: we can give general information but the best thing for people to do is to call their state
2: right so you know this is subject to our opinion and our interpretation but I'm reading this off the facts but when it gets into non-citizen and aliens I don't think that I'm qualified to really talk about that because there are so many different scenarios and you know the the case may be and it looks like the federal government has given the the state governments a lot of latitude a lot of latitude to decide how they're going to do it and now i do see we have mickey
4: uh, mickey raised her hand yeah i haven't heard it's oh, mickey mickey. mickey go ahead mickey boy it's been a long time since i've heard from you go ahead hey
11: how are you guys doing yeah finally i got everything going um it was a little bit of, of an adventure,
4: but I'm here.
11: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're the ID thing is very interesting. Every state's different. We're still trying to figure it out. We thought we understood things in Oregon. Now we're not in Oregon, so now we got to understand things all over again. I, I hope they figure out a way to um, make it simpler someday. But anyway... Uh, I wanted to just let you guys know that I'm here. Finally, got this thing working.
2: Uh, and Mickey, before you go, can you give me a tip or two on my Arpenstone Stone here?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you bring back some memories, Mickey. I remember I've you, I haven't talked to you in a long time either. The,
11: no, the tip, the tip is, um, is that there isn't one anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that's why it's not working.
4: Now, Mickey, are you back in, are you back in California? or Are you in Oregon now?
11: Uh, in
4: Tennessee. Oh, oh <laughs> Tennessee. Oh, these I, No, I'm
11: sorry. We're in, we, it's crazy. Before May, we were in Oregon. Now, we're actually in Kentucky. We were in Tennessee before that.
4: But Weren't you also in California at one time? Yep. That's, how, yep, that's yep. how I remember talking to you on one of the, either for the yeah. people or audio tips. I remember talking to you there. That's why I was just curious. Yeah. Where
1: in Kentucky yep. are you? We're actually in um,
9: Franklin.
2: Oh, okay. Franklin, Kentucky. But see, I, I like to tease Mickey a little bit because went all the way back to the Arkenstone days when used to be the tech person that, that did all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, things have really changed over the past many, many years. And we paid a lot of money for those scanners back in those days. You remember we paid like a $1,000 for the the. I mean, they were expensive. Yep. You know? Yeah, that,
11: you're, you're right. It was. It was kind of. I. I. You know. I. I never got all the money that everybody else got from it, but that's okay. I got a, at least I had a job, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. But, um,
11: yeah. The funniest thing. I have to tell you this quick story. Um, I was. I did tech support, so I've I've heard everything, almost. Um, but one person called me up and said, "Can I?" I, I need to ask you a question. This is kind of embarrassing. I don't really know what it is, but do you know where the any key is? Because uh, applications used to say, "Press any key to continue." <laughs>
4: <laughs>
11: <laughs> so I used to say, "Oh yes, yeah, the really the long one, the real long one. Just hit that one."
4: Well, so what are you doing now, Mickey? Are you are you retired, or are you still doing tech support?
11: Uh, Retired, but I do tech support, you know, for people, um, you know, on the side when when they need it. Mm.
2: You know, Jenny and I were talking about this yesterday. Mickey went out to do something on her computer to fix it. She's having some trouble with scanner drivers. And I said, you know, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. So this is my opinion only, not the opinion of the legend or the coffee club or anybody else. But these companies that make these products like an open book or whatever don't change them don't update them for years upon years upon years upon years and i how can they get by with selling these things for a thousand dollars for an open book or something like that, and no updates in years
11: well actually um. We, when when I was working for Arkenstone we we had at least one update a year, um, and and unfortunately, what we're dealing with is the same old thing. When you talk about you know other other devices, you're unfortunately, you know, we're a small market, and it. I never used to believe this, but the older I get. The more confused I get, but also the more I just kind of uh, start to understand that people have—I mean, everybody's got expenses, and everybody's got excuses—and um, but yeah, I, I, it is true that that you, you know, it things are more expensive than I think that they that they really should be. But you know, all you can do it. it I just have to keep looking at, well, you know, look at the things that I can do now that I can't. And actually, things are better. Uh, things are better now as far as most things are, are cheaper. Um, the iPhone and and the uh, androids, those have brought, um, you know, a whole new aspect to this. This whole um, environment they, you know, since. I don't know. I don't even understand how they make their money nowadays. Even these people that make games and stuff, um, you know, I I really don't don't see how they do it. When I when when um, we had all in play um, back, oh gosh, um, Jennifer Pierce, uh, you know, she that was the for for the people was what. um, You guys were just talking. Well, we were talking about earlier. They. where was I going? I'm like Bill.
4: Yeah, all in play, all in play. I remember that because I used to play. I used to play poker on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
11: um, so. I and it, the funny thing is now that there's a there's a uh, for um dice world is the game that I play a lot, and there's all there's uh, I think it's six, seven different dice games in there, and um, di- I'm starting to see some of the people that I knew. Uh, back in, in the all in play days and, um, you know, it playing Dice World now. So it's, um, that's, that's a lot of fun.
4: You play Farkle so as well?
11: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, well, Farkle is part, is one of the games in Dice World. Um, and yeah, so I play, I, I play that a lot. Um, but basically I just, tr- you know, when somebody needs help, um, you know, I just do what I can to try to, to try to help. With with whatever it is, the iPhones are the most popular thing for people yeah. to get in trouble with these days.
2: Jennifer is our dice world person. She's the one that's always playing dice world, and what's that other game you play,
6: Jennifer? Oh, trivia crack!
2: Trivia crack. You're the oh you.
1: yeah. I Can I add that? one more thing about the real ID before I? Forget yes. yes, yes, yes. Donna sent me a message, and and this is true. I hadn't thought about it. People need, especially if you live in a rural area, call your driver's center or your whatever before you go, because not all of them are doing real IDs just yet.
2: Oh, I never thought about that in a rural area. I figured everybody did, but no. No,
1: not yet. Donna, there's only six or seven or eight places in Arkansas that are doing them right now. Donna said they would mm-hmm. have to go to Hot Springs or Little Rock. They cannot
2: do it. Wait a minute. I talked to somebody now. else who went someplace and they didn't they weren't Well,
11: that was part I'm trying to figure that out with in in Kentucky. Um, I still don't know the answer yet. Well, about you would this just have to ID call stuff. your
1: local office and ask, I guess. Well, I guess
11: yeah, I just didn't use the word, I guess. But we have to go. We have to we have to Pay our dues uh, to get our car registered. So I'm sure we'll find all that kind of stuff out as we go.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will, and somebody will be willing to take your money.
4: Oh, they love it. Yep.
2: They'll they'll be glad to take your money
4: in Yeah, my address. Sure. I'm living in Albany, New York. Just send me the check, Mickey. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, no problem.
6: <laughs>
1: Just wait in line. You sit there and wait for it now, Jeff. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right, Chris. You're not- you might not be able to use it, but I'll send
4: it It might be it might be rubber. I better mean, be careful. I don't want. to send him
3: Monopoly money, Mickey,
1: or just hey, send him a piece go. of paper that says he'll never check. know. Yeah, right. yeah he, doesn't, he doesn't use a scanner, so he'll never know. Right,
3: anything. so he'll
2: never know. <laughs> no, he does use it. <laughs> Jeff
9: uses it. Actually, you know, a the funny
4: scan. thing is, Mickey, I bought because when I was living alone, I got divorced. It's two thousand the uh, two thousand thirteen and. You know, they didn't have all the stuff that they have now. I they didn't have those uh, Seeing AI, or they didn't have the Knfb reader. That back, back then, that I could use. I bought the uh, Sarah, which was the which is the all in one standalone reading machine. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, yeah. I spent twenty six hundred dollars on it, almost twenty seven hundred dollars on it. Sucker. But it, hey, it does the job. It it still works. And you know, it, yeah, it is so
11: expensive. I mean, I I don't even really like to think about how much money I have spent on technology um, you know the the first talking computer terminal that I that I managed to get a hold of when I was w- when I was at, at De Anza College um, that thing was uh, that thing was was five thousand dollars and it was just a terminal that you plugged in and, and it, it had speech on it, but all it, it couldn't even it didn't have any smarts on it or anything.
4: It I had the same thing, Vicky. When I started working for the state as a computer programmer, I used an HP two six two one A terminal that Maryland Computer Services at the time put speech in and yep. it wouldn't even say the words. It would spell everything out and it was connected to a mainframe computer and that's what we used to program our computers back then. So I, yeah. I, I remember that old technology.
3: It spelled everything.
4: It, it spelled everything. Oh, the
3: first, the first
4: oh, one was geez.
11: horrible. Um, the, that would you drive know, me crazy. <clears throat> yeah, when I worked for, I worked for HP, and I actually have been around since. Oh, I don't even want to think about. I'm almost as old as Bill. You know. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's so <horrible. laughs> Sorry, Bill.
2: That's all right. I can deal with it.
11: <laughs> um, but I, the uh, H, HP was the first. Um, well, actually, Dean Blazey is the guy who actually we have to thank for a lot of the technology and uh, advancements he he actually um, was the guy who made the first uh, talking what you were talking about Bill is that it was are not Bill um, what you were talking about is the, C, the it was a CP, uh, CPM I think they called it um, operating system yeah and and um, and it was a big. It it was a, it was a big. They were both. They were all big terminals. Um, that one costed ten thousand uh, dollars.
4: Well, I also remember I had a, an LED one twenty. It was made by Try it. was a printer. It was a braille printer, and it was on wheels. And the thing was as noisy as could be, and we had to put it into a special room of its own because it was so noisy. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the printer we use, and it always got. And if you didn't maintain it every week and oil it every week, it would, it would, it would break. I mean, that was the kind of thing that you did. It, it, it was always a problem with that thing. So, you know. Well, we're going yep. to be encroaching on Dave's demo time soon. So, us- Oh, yeah.
2: Hey, Mickey, call anyway, again. And, it. It's and give, to talk to you guys. Sorry, and, oh, I said call again anytime and thank you for those comments. And you, you can harass me anytime. It's okay. Well, good. It's cool. Because it's all true. So, but call in any time. I think we're getting ready to come up to a demo here in just a moment. I just saw someone else join the meeting. If anybody yeah, has anything he real goes, six, quick, five, one. Uh, do an Alt-Y or if you're on the phone, a star nine, and we'll get your comment real quick. You can also call in 800 and leave your comment if you don't want to join in the meeting like that. That's fine, too. And Tim and I will play it in the second hour, play your your comments. But we better get to this demo and just call your state, make arrangements, do whatever you need to do to get the ID because it it's really is important, and that's why we brought this topic to you. We don't know all the answers, but we're telling you where to go get the answers. So, um, Dave, do you want to say anything before we start your demo? We'll, we'll do a two-minute ID, and then we'll do the demo.
0: Yeah, today we're going to demonstrate a, a product that Chris and I purchased here. We got it. Yeah. And it, it is the cordless battery operated knife
1: and we got it uh was it friday i think
0: right it's made by cuisinart Cuisinart.
2: so stay tuned and we're going to play the demo I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your
5: backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush.
6: Hello,
0: everyone. Well, once again, it's time for another exciting demo. And today, Chris and I are going to talk about the cordless electric knife. And um, I'm sure that a lot of you are familiar, uh, if you know someone that you know carbs turkeys and things like that um they have a electric knife that you can plug into the wall and then it has a umteen foot <coughs> uh cord on it and you always have to fight with the cord because the cord is so long and this uh knife m- made by Cuisinart is completely cordless um, When you take the uh, unit out of the box, um, you have a charger, you have two different types of blades, uh, and a, a
5: fork. Well,
0: this one comes with a fork anyway. This one comes with a fork anyway. So the first thing I'll do is let Chris give you the information about the product.
1: We got this one, as some of you might imagine who were watching that day. We got this one from QVC uh, a week ago this past Sunday, I believe it was. That's when we ordered it. Cuisinart is spelled C-U-I-S-I-N-A-R-T. This is a Cuisinart cordless stainless steel electric knife with carving fork. On QVC, it is item number k four nine six four one they do still have them they're currently seventy six dollars and twelve cents regular eighty four dollars the the automated number to qvc if you already have an established account and the item number is one eight hundred three four five one two one two and again it's item k four nine six four one If you don't have an account or you can't remember the item number, you can call 1-800-345-1515. You can also go to QVC's website at qvc.com.
0: So when you take the unit out of the box, as I said, you've got... um... It, it, it's in a plastic case. It comes in a plastic case.
1: That was a selling point for me. It's a storage case, and it holds all of its stuff.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> you all have... Those storage cases. Uh, and you have the blades and the fork, and then you have the handle, which is the... Uh, the gizmo that you put your blades into to make it work and the, and, and the battery is in in the handle. This is rechargeable. We're, we're gonna call this uh, the, the electronic mechanism the handle. So um, what I'm gonna do is lay the recorder down for one. Um, I have the unit out of the case I have the the handle or the electronic device in my hand and I'm going to let set it down on the table and I'm going to look at it from
9: now
0: 3 p.m. after I shut up the clock there we go <clears throat> All right, now Not
1: everybody knows what time it is, yeah, or isn't as the case may be,
0: yeah, <laughs> all right, so, if I start at the left hand end i 'm turning it length uh, the lengthwise i 'm going to turn it from right to left. The skinniest part of the unit is to the left, and it widens out towards the the opposite end.
1: It's almost round, right. but not quite. Yeah. As far as it's it's long, but it as far as around, it's almost
0: a circle, but not quite. And this unit is about nine inches long the in handle, The handle. The is. handle is. And on the well if if I start on the very end of the left the left hand end of the handle, the way I have it turned uh is the skinny end is to the skinnier end is to the left, and uh I'm gonna put my hands slide my hands over on the table till I touch the very end of the uh, handle and that about um, three quarters of the way up on the end of this unit is a is a big slot. Well, you know it's a it's a slot where you will put the you will insert the the blades that come with it. Which in our case today we're going to use the uh, serrated blades. There, there's two blades in there. Well, there's. There are actually four. There's two together, two serrated blades. You bl- use them in pairs. Yeah, they're, they're pairs, too, so two pairs. And <clears throat> the serrated blades, you have two blades right beside each other, completely touching each other together, and they slide. The two of them will slide back and forth. So when you plug it into the machine, when you insert the knife blades into the machine the machine when you turn it on makes those blades go uh, back and forth real, real fast. Now they
1: don't go back and forth
0: much but... No, they don't go they don't move that much but they they, they, they do the work for you so you don't have to saw it back and forth like you do if you're using a regular knife
1: and you use the serrated blades on meat and bread and you use the non-serrated blades or the straight blades on vegetables, fruit or fish.
0: So now we know where the little the, where the slot is on the end of the handle on the left-hand end. The way I have this turned the skinny end to my left. And I'm going to bring my hands uh Back to, uh, keep them on the very end and I'm going to take a finger on each side of the unit on the end and I'm going to bring them in uh, I'm looking at the side of the handle now uh, on each side of it I have a thumb on one side and a, another finger on the other side and slide them from the end in about an inch and I'm going to see little button on each side of the handle and that those two buttons so that would if I've got this unit turned from left to right, this would be we'll call this front to uh, front to back or back to front, whichever way you want to look at it.
1: They're little tiny round buttons.
0: There, right. There's a there's a, a, like a little circle, and inside the circle is a little button, and there's on, one
1: on either side
0: on either side of the handle. All right. <clears throat> now, what they're for is when you put the blades into the knife. What you do is you take, in this case, the serrated blades, the two of them are together, and you bring them over. Um, The blades, obviously you have the sharp blade, on the two blades on one end, and then on the other end, there's up towards almost to the end, there is a little plastic, kind of like a guide. And then after that is um, the two blades have like a little shaft on them. The I have I'm holding the blades in my hand right now with the the blade facing down, the sharp part of the blade facing down towards the table. Okay, so the. sharp edge is is facing down to the table and the flat edge of these two blades are facing up. Now if I bring my hands going, I have the end of the knife blade um, facing away from me um, the sort of pointed end and if I bring my hands clear over Coming to the left, I'll come to the little plastic gizmo on these two blades. <clears throat> on the other side of the little plastic thing, going to the right, I will notice that on these two blades, the shaft on the blade towards me is a little wider than uh, the the shaft on the blade. Behind it, they're they're like right together. I mean, if you if you didn't if you didn't know it, uh, it the, there's two blades there, and they're just mashed together. So, uh, so as I said, the one towards me is is a little bit uh, wider on this shaft <coughs> than the one. Behind it or going away from me, and the object is you take the uh the, the end with the shaft and you bring it over to the knife I have it or to the handle I have it laying on the uh, handle on the table and I find that slot on the handle and I bring these uh, two blades uh, the shaft of these two blades over to the knife I will find the buttons on the the side towards me and the side away from me those two little round buttons we were talking about and I will press in both at the same time both of them at the same time and I will press in until it locks Okay, and the blades are locked into the uh, into the knife into the handle so now I've got a nice long piece of equipment here I've got About the 9-inch handle, but the blade that's in there is about 10 inches.
1: I think that blade is 11, and the the straight blade is 10, didn't they say?
0: Yeah. Something like that. Okay, now they have a, when you take it out of the box, with these blades out of the box, they have a plastic cover that they have slid over. Uh, over the blade. It's
1: not going to last long, but we decided to keep it there as long as it'll last.
0: Yeah, because the blades are sharp on the bottom side, which is you want to try to keep your hands away from it.
1: That's the side they have facing down in the box, in the case when you get
0: it. And it's, when I have this sitting on the table, now that I have the blades installed, um, the blades are facing down and the the, the left hand and the blazer to my left, and the left hand end of the uh, handle is—I uh, have the handle laying flat on the table, which puts the blades down almost against the table. And on the very end of this unit, where you put the blades in. Uh, the end of it sort of sticks down about uh, a half an inch Which sort of sets the handle up a little bit on a slant when you have it sitting on the table And that's I guess kind of like a guide to keep your fingers away from the uh, yeah from the blade
1: down too far
0: Okay, so we got the blade installed now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the end again, and, on, and the side where these two, uh, uh, the front and the back where these two buttons are, instead of being on the side, now I'm going to look at the top of the unit. This is on the elect, uh, the battery unit itself. And if I go, start bringing my hands from left to right, I come to a spring-loaded switch.
1: If you're holding it in your hand, at least for me, my thumb kind of goes there automatically.
0: Yeah, it does and the object is you got, well, and I'll get to that in a minute uh, and that's the only thing on the top besides the writing that says Cuisinart yeah, there's some writing on there which is
1: kind of nice, because that way you can grab it and know which way to go yeah, which with it quickly
0: which is the top of the handle and which is the bottom of the handle so uh, then if i take my hand i'm I'm looking at the top now because there's nothing else except over on the very right hand end of the uh the handle or the the electronic unit uh the cordless unit on the very right end clear down towards the bottom on the flat end of the uh of the unit there's a round hole and that's where the plug for your uh charger.
1: That's obviously that's the opposite end than the blades go in. So the blades go in one end, the cord goes in the other to charge it. Okay. It has a 20 minute run time.
0: So you can cut a lot of
1: stuff. Yeah, well, that's
0: pretty good for something battery. <clears throat> now, if I take my hands, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the unit sideways instead of up and down. And I'm going to look at the bottom end of this unit. I'll start from the left, <clears throat> bring my hands in from the left, past the uh, little guide that we were talking about, and I will come to a switch. Um, it's a little hard to miss because it, it, it's got little ridges on it.
1: It's pretty long, too.
0: Yeah, it, and, it, and it's pretty long. And on the right-hand end of this switch, it has a place, because you're going to lay your finger in there on this switch. Um, And and your, your finger stops because it has like a little ridge on it so your finger doesn't slide off the switch. Now the object of that switch is, it's actually a lock, is what that switch is and then the um, what actually supplies the power but what you so what you do is you turn this this knife back around to the way we had it originally with the flat end of the blade um, facing up and the the top of the handle is going from left to right the blades are to my left so <clears throat> Then what you do is take that little plastic piece off of there So it's out of the way because it won't cut anything without the Plastic thing being off
1: except the plastic thing
0: all right now So what I'm going to do is wrap my hand around the handle I'm going to bring it in from I'm going to bring my hand in from the, the the right hand end of the the handle and and move my hand clear up till on the bottom of the handle my finger touches the uh, switch and when it touches the switch uh, it, you'll feel like a sort of the guide first and then you'll feel the switch I want my finger to be on the inside of that switch or towards the left and I'm going to bring my, th- I'm using my index finger uh, on the switch and I'm and so that my thumb, now because I have my hand wrapped around this unit, lines up with that spring-loaded switch that we talked about that's on the top of the knife and Chris is knocking things on the floor. And um, so the object is The first thing you're going to do is you're going to press the spring-loaded switch on the top of the unit. You're going to hold that in with your thumb, and then you're going to press the switch on the bottom of the unit. And that's what makes the blades go. And that's how uh, basically how the unit works, and then of course, you know if you put the blade where you want to uh, to cut take your hands away from the blade and let it rip as they say. Watch. Okay, now um, Chris has the knife. Well, I'll just let you tell her what she's going to do.
1: I have used the carving for the carving fork to hold the meat with. It's straight up and down. It's not angled like a regular fork, and I really like that. I've got the carving fork stuck where I want to make the cut. I'm going to go right behind the carving fork. Going to line my knife up right against the fork. And I'm going to turn it on, and I'm just going to let the machine take it down. I'm going to apply minimal pressure, not much at all. There's one slice. I should have told you what we're doing is we're slicing a pork loin.
0: Yeah, this pork loin's about, what, two and a half feet long?
1: Yeah, it's about, we got it at Sam's the other day, and uh, we're slicing it, and I'm going to take it off as I get it sliced and put it, I've got a bowl over here ready to receive it. I'm going to put my, that went a little bit crooked on me, but that's okay, put my fork straight down into the meat. I'm going to pick up the knife again, put it against the back of the fork.
0: And that's the end of that that's slice.
1: another slice. This is the first time I've used this. We just got it, and we didn't have anything to slice with it.
0: I, I've used electric knives before. Chris was always a little bit skeptical about that. But the way it's designed, I mean, you, if if you get to messing around with the sharp part of the blade, you're going to get your fingers cut. But uh, the idea is to keep your fingers away from the teeth on the blade. That's why, um, especially if you can't see it, you want to... Put the blade where you want to cut it, take your hands away from the blade before you turn the unit on and let the machine do the work.
1: I like the ones without cords better than the ones with cords, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, well it would be a good way to, especially for somebody like me. To accidentally cut the cord
1: off. Oh, my dad was forever, when he had electric hedge trimmers, he was forever cutting the cord in two. I would recommend when you're using a cutting board, and I kind of forgot to do this, it's a nice idea... To have something under the cutting board that won't slip, like a piece of of that uh, grip liner, that rubbery stuff, you know, or a rubber placemat, something like that.
0: Or if you have some uh, some of that silicone, yeah, you can use something like that. And keep it from good.
1: We're going to cut up the whole pork loin, but we're not going to do the whole pork loin on the demo because, really, once you've heard a couple slices or three, there's no point in boring you with the rest of it.
0: The unit really is pretty powerful. It uh, it doesn't even slow it down. But I am going to... Crazy telephones, I'll tell you.
1: (laughs) I am going to cut up this half. I don't have very much more. And then we're going to stop and finish the demo, and then I'll come back and finish cutting the rest of it up. But I do want to finish this half. Pretty neat. (laughs) I've gotten better at it.
0: It's great for carving turkeys and stuff like that. We usually have my brother-in-law. Whenever he's here for Thanksgiving, he loves to carve the turkeys, that so we always put him to work.
1: Although he did a better job last year when I couldn't find the electric knife.
0: Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> he even said he thought he liked it doing better, liked doing it better without the knife. <laughs> he's he's he does a good job, but I think he. Might have done a little better without without doing it manually.
0: It just zips right through that. Of course, now this is a raw. Yeah,
1: this is a raw pork pork loin, and it's a pretty good size one. Not only lengthwise, but some of them are real skinny around. Yeah, that thing
0: is probably about five and a half inches round. This
1: is a big one.
0: It's pretty big loin. Making pork chops out of it and we'll cut most of that up into pork chops and then maybe let a bigger piece uh you know for a roast that we okay might wanna...
1: that's half of it so we're gonna stop and do the rest
0: to finish up the demo and then i'll i'll finish well as you can hear it works um We got some nice pork chops, and then um, the other thing that she did was make um, some of those chops so that they can be stuffed.
1: You can butterfly them and stuff them with stuffing, and uh, so I'll bag them according to how thick they are. I'll put some thick ones together and some thinner ones together, and when we have the thick ones, we will butterfly them and stuff. Well, sort of butterfly them and stuff them.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And as as I said before, the amazing thing about this thing is it is cordless. And they, they've come a long way with cordless devices. Um, you know, the, the run time is approximately 20 minutes.
1: It re- um, recharges in, what did I read? Did I read that recharges in half an hour?
0: Yeah, they said a half hour, but I'd give it an hour.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good though.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: The batteries come with it.
0: Well, it's it, it's built into it. Oh,
1: is it? Okay.
0: Yeah, you don't have to put it in. It's it's in there.
1: So they can't be replaced, right? Okay.
0: Well, they probably could if you took it to a technician, or or if you left me get my fingers yeah, in there and could take it apart. the battery. I'd love to take it. Maybe I'll oh, take no, it apart. I
1: don't think we're taking it apart while it's new. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Anyway, that's how the uh the unit works and uh just uh to recap, when you when you take the unit out of the box, it's in a plastic case. And the plastic case is full of styrofoam and inside the styrofoam is the the long handle, you know, with the the electronic handle, cordless handle. And then on the on one end of the case there's a little cut out and that's your charger is in there. Two, there's two long slots, one for each pair of blades. Right. And then there's a, there's the fork that sort of lays on top of the styrofoam before you close the lid. And then all of your papers, and uh, you got all your papers and stuff that came with it.
1: I didn't think I would use the fork, really, but that worked out.
0: That was good. It holds the meat so it doesn't slide, for one. Well, you
1: can also line that knife up with the back of it, which is nice. You can, If you get the fork in there straight and you line the knife up with the back of the fork straight, then you're going to
0: have a straight cut. You're cutting right against the fork.
1: I have a couple pieces that aren't quite straight, the first couple ones I did. Like I said, this is the first time we used it, so... But it works good. (laughs) And you can't take it apart until it stops working. Then you can take it apart.
0: Try that again.
1: I said you can take it apart, but only after it stops working so you can't take it apart to see what's in there.
0: No, oh, oh, you're talking about Yeah, I'm oh, talking okay. to you. Well, that's how thick my brain is. I know <laughs> how that works.
1: I don't mind you taking it apart, but you have to wait till it quits working. <laughs> <laughs> then I figure, you know, it doesn't work anyway. So
0: Got a real you know. powerful motor in there. It's it's It's... <laughs> Uh can't say enough about it. It It's
1: it, a nice unit. I
0: like it. It weighs about uh about a pound and a half, maybe two pounds. I I didn't weigh it but it's
1: just the handle itself and the case is uh it's a nice
0: It's a hard it's plastic, a hard plastic case. case. And everything just fits into its place in the case and that's nice because we had a uh, an electric one here. Well, we have two of them actually.
1: I think we just have one now. I think. Uh, maybe. Well, no. I think you use the other one to cut up star. Yeah,
0: I used it stuff. to cut boxes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could try that on no, the car.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, well, I really wanted to though. Oh well. <laughs> Can't win them all. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, pretty much how the unit works, and. Uh, Let Chris give you the information about the product one more time.
1: This product is, I'm sure you can get it other places. This one came from QVC. It's a Cuisinart that's spelled C-U-I-S-I-N-A-R-T. It's a Cuisinart cordless stainless steel electric knife with carving fork. Its item number is K. 49641 that's K49641. Its current price is $76.12. I believe I saw it was, well, the day we got it, it was a free shipping weekend. I think the shipping might be $5.90 or something like that. Its regular price is $84.00. However, they're having lots of free shipping weekends, so if you want to get somebody one for Christmas or if you want to get yourself one, if you wait a few days, you can probably catch a free shipping. QVC's automated number, if you have an account already, and the item number is 1-800-345-1212. And again, that's item K49641. If you want to speak with a live person, it's 1-800-345-1515. Or as I said, you can go to QVC.com. And we were not able to find the user guide on QVC. Sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. And it might be up there eventually, but it wasn't today. I did find the user guide on the Cuisinart.com website, though.
0: Well, as I said, that's how the unit works and we're happy with it um, and it, it's hard to please us when it comes to some of these products because you just never know what you're going to get in. people can tell you anything they want to sell you the product so, and since Chris and I are just everyday people and we use them everyday, we know what they should do, or we think they should do <laughs> and uh, in this case It does exactly what they say it will. It's
1: comfortable in your hand, or at least it is in mine.
0: And just a reminder, when you're using this thing, keep your hands from the bottom of the blade. You don't want to cut yourself with the blade. It's just like using a knife. And those of you that use a knife know that you don't touch the bottom of the blade. Well,
1: knives are sharp, stoves are hot.
0: Right. What can you say? Now we we have um figured out that you can um you can touch the top of the blade if you need to touch it while you're cutting. You you can do that.
1: And I did that once. The last piece of meat that I cut into, I didn't use the fork because the piece of the meat was not real thick, so I didn't have a lot behind the fork. So I did just center the knife on it and and that's how I did that one. Um but it I will caution you so that it doesn't surprise you. And if you think about it you'll know, but if you you know, it may come as a surprise to you to know that the tops of the knives vibrate a lot.
0: They do. So it's
1: not gonna cut you but it is gonna vibrate a lot.
0: They vibrate because those blades are going back and forth. I forget how many RPMs per minute it, it goes. Um, I, I just I cannot remember uh, what it said. It's pretty fast, and you could probably hear that in the recording. Anyway, that's how it works. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at bill at dot org. And if he doesn't have the uh, answers to your questions, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure. Uh, that we have the, that we can uh, get you the answers to the questions you might have.
1: Or if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or you can reach us during this demo if you have any questions regarding this product or comments regarding this product at 646 558 8656. That's 646 558 8656. You'll be asked for a meeting ID. Enter eight four eight seven two five four five zero. That's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. You'll be asked to press pound. So do that. You'll be asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time, and you'll be in the Zoom room with us, where you can ask your com ask your question or make your comment about this product.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for now. Stay tuned next week for another another exciting demo.
10: People been
11: saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool, and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
8: Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit the shelterpetproject.org
2: to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? That's optional.
5: Texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
10: We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. We
2: are back. Uh, is everyone back besides me? Oh, uh, we're here! All right, all right, all right. I thought it was so silent. I thought, "Whoa!"
4: <laughs> I was meditating on, on what on what on the state of the blade of that knife. That's what I.
2: I'm telling you, Jeff. You want to?
4: I don't know. I'm, I'm always afraid of these things, but I guess if Chris and Dave could do it, I can handle it. So.
1: Well, I know that Donna uses one in Arkansas.
11: Yeah.
4: I noticed
5: um, it's a lot quieter than
0: most it is. electric knives. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is quiet, and it, it's very powerful for being, you know, you know how battery devices are, you know. But it's, uh, the the technology has changed so much now. that
2: it, Tim, oh, you're going to volunteer to stick your arm out and see if we can shave the hair off of it?
5: Uh, yeah, right.
4: There you go. I was <laughs> <Yeah. Mine's laughs> very
1: comfortable using it. Like nice guy,
4: Bill. That's a nice, yeah. that's a nice way to treat the guy who's been at the ledge of the longest. <laughs> time right, well,
2: I'm just... <laughs> Just seeing if he wants to
5: I was gonna mention I have a knife that we bought that from QVC about twenty five years ago and it has a guide. It's just a handheld knife, but it's a serrated knife that has a guide that you can adjust the thickness of the slice and
4: I would Still like that thing a lot. You yeah, know, we have
1: one of those too. Actually,
4: you know, they used to make one called the Magna Wonder Knife that did the same thing. If you remember those things, I can't buy them anymore. And, I, and the one I had, I couldn't use because I'm left-handed, and this thing was right-handed. I just could not, could not use. We have two hands raised, Bill. We have Joe in Albuquerque, and we have Marianne in the Boulder. So, uh, all right, let's
2: when, go with Joe.
4: Okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna get to him. Hold on a second. No, he just lowered his hand, so... Okay. So let's go to Marianne then. Go yeah. ahead, Marianne.
10: Good morning again. Is everything working?
4: Ritz, we're everything working.
10: working. All right. Just wanted to make sure with some... I plugged you back into my mixing board, so I wanted to be sure. Um, I was kind of wondering... Um, it's been a while since I actually dug out my electric knife. I am thinking about making some pulled pork and pulled beef for a big um, house, open house party that we have, and... Do you, um, do you guys think it's better to cut it for pulled for pulled meat before or after you cook it? I'm thinking of throwing it in my Instant Pot.
1: I cut it up a little bit. I mean, I don't have a big loin or anything, but then I do the major pulling after it's cooked.
10: Okay. And then you just, what do you use to pull it? Just
1: two forks.
10: A couple of forks and just shred Two it?
1: forks back to back you know, and just pull it apart. Uh-huh.
4: So much work. My hands are so weird. I just It do- takes
1: a while.
10: It does, but man, my instant pot is so awesome for cooking barbecued meats.
2: Yeah, they are.
4: <laughs> can I can I come over for dinner, Marianne?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I knew
4: it. Uh, matter, Thank you, time, Bill, I- you got me you called me, Bill. You caught you you called me. As a matter of
10: fact, I will tell you guys, on on December 14th, for those, um, I can send out the invite for those who are interested, we're having kind of a virtual gathering before the in-house gathering full of people. We're having a virtual gathering on Zoom, so um, if people would like it, I would be happy to share um, my Zoom link out and such, and folks can come and join the virtual prep and fun gathering before
2: my house is inundated with people. There
4: you go. That sounds cool. I might i have to I might have to take your brother with me and fly out the boulder.
10: There you go. He's been he's been here before. He's we, we we provide a hell of a vacation
4: when we get around to it. JR is cool. Jr. and I get along very well. He probably told you that. We get along quite well, Marianne. Ann. So did. Sure. now we have Joe in the Al- Albuquerque. Let me get let me Good
6: go ahead, morning Joe. yes go ahead oh hi good morning this is Joe here 50 degrees and one thing about Albuquerque if you don't like the weather stick around this morning it was pouring down in the sunshine anyway we we were going to meet somebody early at the at the village inn and when we got there found that it was closed I I don't know if this is happening in other cities but here in Albuquerque one after another the village inn. They are closing like flies off of... It kind of reminds me of when uh, Radio Shack closed up. We had all those different ones just closing up. Bang, 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 bang.
2: I don't know okay. what the village end is.
4: Yeah, I mean, because that... that uh, do you use an electric knife, Joe? I'm just curious. Yeah.
6: I, I, mean. <laughs> I wanted. To, I wanted to use... That electric knife. If I had have been earlier, I would have gone out there and I would have done something to that door. I... <laughs>
2: so, what kind of place is this? Is it a restaurant? What is the village? Yes, it is.
6: It is. It is a restaurant. And one one of the features that they had was you could always get a free pie on Wednesdays.
2: Oh well, now they've closed.
4: So yeah, you'll have to this... you have, have to tell Ellen to bake you a pie. That's all. <laughs> oh, oh, of course.
6: And then, and then Jeff, we, we expect you to bring 12 of them over here. If, if you're going to fly all the way out here, we, we want chocolate cream
4: or uh, the nice well, nice Joe, big the, chocolate. Was. My cooking days are through. However, the last time I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I have to go back. It was uh, I was on a trip going across the United States from New York to California and back or whatever. And uh, we went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was back in 1968, uh, about the time when they had the big convention in Chicago, the Democratic convention. That was a long time ago. I haven't been to Al- Albuquerque since.
6: Oh, oh, wow. Well, just just drop in sometime, and
4: uh... <laughs> I appreciate it, Jeff. Anyone else have any questions or comments? Tim, Please let if, us know. If,
2: if Tim, if you check our request box, there's a call from the 312 Bob, I believe it is.
5: Oh, I will in a minute. I'm getting coffee, and uh, well, as you as you can
4: hear,
2: right. I mean, we got to put it. our priorities in order here, Tim.
4: It sounds like it's flowing over, rather, but I, I know it's not. Yeah, here, but that's what it sounds like. Sounds Co- like a curing
2: coffee. Coffee first, call second. And while we were running the demo,
1: we were getting an Instacart order, and I got potatoes peeled for lunch. So all kinds of things happened during. You,
2: where did wow. you order your groceries from? Today.
1: All these because I wanted some produce.
4: Let me um. ask you a question, Chris. Do you, do you because I know that Tim will take a little bit of time for Tim to get. Do you have a recipe for us?
2: Yeah, I do. Whenever
4: we're ready. Okay. Okay, I'll d- that's up to bill, but I just well, we them. can
2: be ready while Tim's getting the three one two.
1: Because call. every
4: time you give me the recipe, I <clears throat> even though I'm, even if I never even if I never cook it, I, it it makes me hungry for the rest of the afternoon. So go. this is
1: an appetizer. It's called marinated crackers, and I chose it because people are going to be getting together for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and sometimes people set things out before the meal, and sometimes people just gather for drop-in snacky kinds of things. This one is real good. It's when I first heard about it, I first heard the title, I thought, well, yuck, that sounds like Soggy Crackers, but it's not. Six cups of oyster crackers. That's approximately one of the regular packages that you buy in the store. One envelope ranch-style dressing mix. I always use Hidden Valley. One cup of vegetable oil. One teaspoon of garlic powder. One teaspoon dill weed. One teaspoon lemon pepper. And all you do is you put your crackers in a big round container with an airtight lid. And you put all the stuff in there. And you, I just take my hands and mix it up as best I can. But then you put the lid on it. And you either turn it over or roll it. If you have a round container, you can just roll it about every half hour. And you do that every half hour until the oil is absorbed. And what that oil does is it takes all those spices into those little crackers, and it's really good.
3: That sounds good.
4: It really does. Sounds like
3: an easier way to make mix.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Sounds good.
4: It does sound good. I I love oysters. Are they... I've heard them called Oysterettes, but that might be just the brand name of a different brand of them. That, but that's I love
2: probably them.
1: a brand name because the generic I think is oyster crackers.
4: Oh, are they good? I, I could eat a whole handful of them over and I over like again. I like
1: them, but I like I like these better, the seasoned ones better. I, that lemon pepper is really good.
4: <laughs> it's like eating those goldfish, you know, Chris. I, that's another thing. I, that's another week of somebody to you know, take the containers of those goldfish <laughs> things are... That's, that's you know, you know, I get started I on that. I like stuff.
3: those little cheese nip crackers, Bill. We'll get some sometimes, oh, yeah. and if I don't, I can sit there and eat the whole box of
4: them. <laughs> I, I, I know it. I love it, Jennifer. I get it. Timmy, you ready?
1: No, uh, uh, he's not
5: ready. Give me
4: about another minute.
1: So, if anybody has any recipes they'd like me to do between now and Christmas, let me know, and I'd be happy to do that. You can get on the website and join the coffee club email list and get all the recipes and get information about the demo
4: are you going to have everyone over for thanksgiving this week coming up next week uh, chris you we have, have a big...
1: 15 people coming
4: 15 people uh-huh. well you, i guess you guys are kind of used to that because you, you did a demo well uh, not a demo but a thing about how you prepare for the holiday about two years ago
1: oh we'll be running that again next week
4: Oh, okay.
2: So we can do Thanksgiving again next week.
4: That's right. Bill, uh, I mean, uh, Bill's on the... Go ahead, go go ahead. ahead Bill. Yeah,
7: uh, Chris, Not I don't need a recipe, but you can help me with mine. I've got orders for 45 dozen pressed-out butter cookies between now and December 15th. Wow. You can make some if you want and send them to me to help out.
1: Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't do pressed-out butter cookies. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, Bill.
2: You didn't mean to laugh at you. That's funny.
4: It's all are, you, are you doing the baking as your daughter doing the baking, Bill? No, I'm doing it she she's working.
7: Uh, the the uh, wife and I used at one time, I used to take them to work with me. We used to make a 100 dozen butter cookies at Christmas time, and I'd take them to work until the club told me to stop bringing them because people were coming down getting my cookies, not not buying the ones at the club.
4: Well, <laughs> oh, we understand that. Right, I,
1: Jerry, I buy well, the drop, I make the drop cookies, the fruitcake cookies, and boy, those are good.
3: Well, send them. that sign while you're making them. Yeah, <laughs> you we do you have one hand raised time? from Jerry, we,
4: and we have one hand raised from Jerry. I don't know if you want to do him first. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry. Okay. okay, hold on. Go ahead, Jerry. And
2: then we'll do Tim's.
4: You
6: guys... Okay. You guys were talking earlier about that turkey lunch meat. It reminds me of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: the cardboard really right is
6: better, Jerry. <laughs> it's really horrible. Maybe <laughs> it is cardboard. Well, yeah, it would we be
1: g- cheaper, so if you get some shipping, just cut the boxes up. And That's true.
6: <laughs> oh, put that in the sandwich. It'll be all right. Okay, all right. guys.
4: We get it, Jerry. We believe me, we, we agree with you. <laughs> Well,
5: we're all set to go here. All right, Mr. We'll go ahead Jim. Here in
8: Michigan. Uh, last week I wanna bring up something that was mentioned on last week's Coffee Club of the
0: Vision to the phone. There is a great demo online about that phone. It's a good demo, it's almost
8: as good as David Chris's demo. He describes uh, he takes it out of the box, tells you what else is in the box, and then describes how the phone works and
0: everything. And I thought it might be a good demo to uh, play on the coffee club if you could find it. So I would suggest that you might possibly do that.
5: Thank you.
2: Okay, Tim, was that called the smart vision phone? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look that up, and we can put that on... Uh, we know that Nancy and Dale both bought the um, what's that phone called again? The uh, blind
3: shell, blind shell, the uh, blind yeah. shell, and they
2: really shell. love. Yeah, they really love that phone. So uh, the smart vision. Okay, Tim.
5: I was going to say, and um, we have another call too, but um, it's, oh, it's real short.
2: So, which one you talk
5: about? The. Uh, I meant, how uh, about uh, the Village Inn? Oh. Another call. For oh, okay, go ahead.
10: Village Inn is a chain, or was a chain of pancake houses. And um, what they would give is a, a free piece of pie. Um, actually, Baker Square does the same thing on Wednesday. Wednesdays also. Um, you have to buy, um, you know, a sandwich and. Beverage
5: or whatever, and then get the. You can get a free
2: piece of pie. Okay, bye bye. There you go. There we go. All right. Thank you. Thank pie, you. Thank sounds
4: you. Sounds good. Huh. What's uh, your favorite I, pie? I like apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese on top of it, Dave. Uh, oh, I love that too.
2: But I yeah, like we it all. <laughs> we've got that. But we will. I will check out and make a note on the Smart Vision phone so we can let people know about it um they really like their blind shell um like i said it, it might not be the phone for me but that doesn't mean a thing if it feeds people's I
4: needs i would say for those who are not interested in using a touch screen and don't um, want to deal with the iphone or the and Android
2: don't care device, about apps and those kind of things hey good go for it um you know, there's, there's as long as people are happy with what they got, that's cool with me. You know, if it, if it works for you, that's great.
4: By the way, can I plug all things radio tomorrow? Not because it's a, it's a special show in a way, and it's going to be covering the assassination of President Kennedy, which actually happened on November 22nd, 1963, which is going to be a Friday. This Friday, as a matter of fact um and we're going to be talking about it and dave I'm, I'm i know i'm putting you on the spot but if you'd like to join the conversation because i don't you know i don't uh, we we if you'd like to join you you're certainly welcome to do so but we're going to talk about that we've got some air checks to, to deal with it and it's going to be an interesting pod interesting show not a podcast but an interesting live show tomorrow night at 6 30.
2: we're also going to try something with the coffee club today not only the podcast but we're going to try to put in some direct links in the podcast. And also the recipe, so that the things that you can go and read and you know get with your podcast. So we're really we've just celebrating the fact that we've crossed over the two thousand, no, twenty thousand barrier. Twenty
4: thousand downloads
2: this year.
4: Wow! Like twenty thousand leagues under the sea.
2: Right, we're we're celebrating that fact. So keep on listening. And encourage us, and we'll try to get better each and each and every week. And find things to talk about, and if I can bribe somebody enough to get an interesting guest on here.
3: And you know, the interesting thing, that it's not the coffee club isn't just uh, of interest to blind people. I know sighted people that make sure they get the podcast and, and listen to it.
2: You do?
4: Yeah, my college yep. roommate from college, like the guy I room room with in college, listens to All Things Radio. I know he, I know he listens to that podcast because he tells me he listens to it. So,
2: what about you, Jennifer? You know a sighted person that listens to the podcast? Mm
4: hmm. To the coffee club, yes. Who's that? My friend Barb.
2: She does. She is one desperate individual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but
4: you are going to get yourself in trouble with your wife. You, you realize, that yeah. Really? <laughs>
2: I am I am I am I am That's I am. a very
4: evil laugh, Jennifer. you <laughs> know that.
2: I'm headed for trouble.
4: I will yeah, for the doghouse bill, you better be careful.
2: I'll be moving to to Jackie Miller's how, re, revamped house. They've now got the first round of cleaning done. We're waiting for another grant. She just had some some plumbing work done and some things to get it ready for Winter and we're in full mode to try to get this house restored. And talk
4: about Indiana. I actually may. Not, I'm not moving to Indiana, but I have friends of mine who just moved to Bloomington, and I think you told me that there's a uh, ACB convention next year at Bloomington for you guys in Indiana, Ohio. I'm there not is Ohio.
2: November sixth or something like that. It so will...
4: I may be. Uh, I may maybe can making a trip out to Bloomington next year because I do have friends who live there. So. That might be interesting. Oh, that'd be
3: fun. You'll have to come to the convention and...
4: Well, Bill has already asked me. We talked about it. And if I could do it, you know, uh, he wants to do a presentation on the legend. And I said I'd help him. Well, you know, I I got to thinking
2: about it. We went to Ohio for the ACB convention. I thought, you know, we've got something to offer here at the legend. I'm just going to get the cards, pass them out, sit at a booth like anybody else, and talk about the legend. And... You know, one or two of the, the staff people and we'll talk about what we do and you know, for our outreach. And if everybody else can do that, hey, we can do it. And if I have to pay taxes or fees as a 501C3 that we are, then why not? You know, so we're just about out of time. Does anybody else have anything? So quiet, oh, right I know.
3: The- I wanted to ask Chris, where is a good place to get the? Um, I know you told me once before, and you even told me the name of it—the pre-measured popcorn that already has the oil and the everything, salt and everything in the package. So, you can- oh,
1: Sam's has that, and it is called. Mm-hmm. What's the? Tell me some brands of. Pil- gold. Um, no.
2: Gold yeah, medal. Gold medal. Gold medal? Gold medal. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that stuff was good. Do you remember in the days when Jippy Pop had the same thing and it was in a, like a pie plate and you'd put that on your burner and you'd shake it, it back and forth? I think they still have that. Yeah, I think they do.
2: And I think Jerry might have something real quick.
4: No, he left the meeting.
2: Oh, okay. I'm telling you, you just don't make hearing aids like they used to. <laughs> that's, you know, that's
1: gold metal and it's from Sam's.
2: Right. That's a year? company I just talked to a guy this weekend. And that's a company out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And he said he uses that all the time to make his popcorn real good. Gold
1: I metal. I try
3: that. I know there's another something farms that I see on
4: that I saw on a Farmer
1: Farmer Farmer John's on
4: QVC, but that's all microwave, I think. It's good, though. QVC also sells a glass carafe that you can microwave, and you put the popcorn in it, it'll love the popcorn as well.
2: Well, I'm I'm going to tell you. Go ahead, Tim.
4: I was just going to say, those work very
5: well. We have them, and at least it used to be when you bought them, you got three of them at
4: the same time. You you still do. You still Uh, do. That's the last time I saw it on QVC.
2: And one yeah, one little last question. When when Jackie called Ira, and that's fine. They told her on the package it said cook these chicken air fry them at 364 6 minutes after you preheat the oven. Did that? Those things were not so good.
1: That that's not enough time or not high enough. I would probably go 400 for maybe even eight minutes.
2: Yeah, I don't know why they want to go at that 360, because they just don't do so well. Um, but maybe
0: they,
5: they like them half or all. <laughs> well,
2: they just... They tasted kind of prefab or pre. Yeah, like
5: well, there stuff. are
3: anyway.
4: But well, yeah, but
1: if you got them crispy, it would probably help. Would help.
4: Yeah. Yeah, half raw, then you could say hello to my pal Arnie and Sal. Salmonella. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, Jeff, you've just outdone yourself again today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> There's something wrong with him. No, There was, I, I know. There was know. a public service announcement when I was when it growing when it, you know, back in the 70s. Hi, this is Arnie and Sal. And it was a whole thing about not cooking things properly to prevent I salmonella. Re-
5: I remember it well.
4: <laughs>
2: well, that's all I'm going to say. But thank you, everyone. It's been fun. Uh, the podcast will be up. Uh, you can go to the website and download the podcast at legendoldies.com or type in what world wide space legend and find all our podcasts that ding covers the coffee club the all things radio and the sports lounge live so have a great week everyone and thank you again